What you're about to hear is a real investigation involving actual people who think they have an unsolvable situation. Until they find Trustdale, in the next few minutes, you'll go behind the scenes as veteran consumer investigator Dale Cardwell and his team get to the bottom and solve a problem that could happen to you. This is Dale Cardwell Investigates. We're here to solve your unsolvable problem, and it's part two. How do you keep a marriage together that's, that's headed for the rocks? Uh, today, I'm introducing you to our divorce lawyer who actually hates divorce. That's right, Lee Merriweather, Trustdale's certified family law expert from Merriweather and Tharp, would much rather have a happy marriage than have you hire his firm. Yeah, that's right. Today, part two, sharing marriage tips that, if practiced, could keep you out of Lee's office. Uh, think of it as divorce inoculation. So, Lee, uh, the last time we got together, you gave people three great ideas of keeping their marriage together. Today, it's part two. Take it away. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about something that I noticed that a lot of people don't do. Uh, you know, I know that around the corner, whenever, you know, when January comes, people think about, well, I'm going to establish my personal goals for the year. But so few times do people actually establish goals for their family and their marriage. And, uh, it, and it can be something that's really fun. It could be, hey, you know what, this year I want to go to a trip to Paris, or I want to go for uh, around the country and just visit certain spots around the country. It could be something like that. But pick some sort of goal that the two of you can work towards together. I know that, um, and I know it's very powerful for making a, a, a strong, happy marriage because you see it from Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and I'm not necessarily an endorsement of it, although I do personally. Uh, I've been involved with that as a facilitator since 2007, but I have personally seen marriages turned around because they, they became debt-free. So we, we all know that finances can create a huge tension in the marriage, but it wasn't just the finances. It was a joint personal goal that they came together for their family and their marriage that they worked towards together that created this hope for the future. And so, so many times when you have hope in the future, you have power in the present. And that, that joint goal, establishing goals for your marriage, can really bring a couple together. You're working towards something for the future. So I, I, um, I know I have had a marriage success story where the client came to me for a divorce and Based on the things I've been hearing, I said, look, you don't need a divorce. You all need to learn how to talk about finances because this really was a financial situation. And, yes, in this situation, the wife was just spending money crazily, but he wasn't – I mean, he, he didn't know how to talk to her. He talked to her like a child, so she acted like mm -hmm. a child, and they both went to Financial Peace University. And uh, two months later, they went from verge of divorce to married, and so they were staying married, and then I talked to him. I actually talked to him last year, and that, this is now keep in mind this is about it's been eight years since they almost went through divorce. They're happily married. They actually came up with goals about when he was going to retire, when they were going to do, do things, and where they wanted to go, and they were getting ready to execute on one of those goals, and that's retiring in Florida. So I know I personally witnessed establishing goals for your family and your marriage can make a huge difference in staying not only staying married but having a happy marriage. Love it, love it. Number two, keeping that marriage together. So, you know, you always know what you said, but do you know what they heard? So here's a tip. So everybody comes to life, comes to a relationship with based on personal experiences they had. Maybe it's with a previous relationship. Maybe it was the way they were raised, the family they were in. 
And that becomes a filter through which they hear everything. And um, it's really easy for you to say something, but very hard to recognize that maybe they heard something different. And what the cue is to uh, when you say something and someone responds in a way that like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Why did they say that? Because that's not what I said. That's when you need to put the pause button up and go, hang on a minute. What did you hear me just say? And then that they can explain, well, oh, you know, I'm not sure. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, you know, X. And then they can say, well, I, I feel like that's not what you really mean. You mean Y. And I go, can you tell me? Because I'm, I'm being genuinely honest. I didn't mean for it to sound that way. And, but clearly it sounded that way to you. So I'm understand, trying to understand how I can say it better. Lee, I'm going to take a, a left turn here. How much of our activity, our behavior, do we model from our parents? And we're just simply uh, living the marriage that our parents lived because we don't know better. A lot. So if you don't pause to, and look at what we call, uh, so the course that my wife and I actually help people go through is called Thrive, How to Make Your Marriage Thrive. And part of that's called family of origin. So it's take, putting a pause in place. And so maybe you're saying things because you've seen your mother or your father communicate a certain way, and you're just mirroring what you saw for the 18 years you were in their house, if they were married. Now, now maybe you've got some bad, you learned some bad habits because, you know, maybe your, your parents stayed married, but they didn't communicate very well, or they didn't communicate at all, which is another problem, uh, because people do need to communicate. You know, avoiding a problem is really just pushing a divorce down the road. You know, what I said is not what you heard. Another version of that I can imagine is, is that my wife puts my coffee cup in the dishwasher. She's like the coffee cup police. <laughs> it drives me nuts. And I don't think she has a clue how much it bothers me because in, in, in relevance, it's not a big deal. Right. But it's just one of those weird things that drives me nuts. So I would imagine your actions uh, can speak as loud as sometimes your words. Yes, absolutely. And so it's, it's important to take a pause. And that's why, you know, trying to understand where the other person's coming from is almost trying to understand their family of origin. Because once you understand that, and from your perspective too, it's, it's going back to what we talked in the last podcast, sort of studying your spouse. In this instance, you're studying yourself. And so you're learning that, look, I'm not going to get mad at them for that. That's, that's a habit they've developed over the years. And I'll express it to them that um, that I'm not, hey, can you just leave my coffee cup out? You know, it's funny because I actually have a cup, and I like to – I'll drink water out of the same cup all day long. Yeah. But if I'm not careful, it's in the dishwasher, Thank too. you. Right. So yeah. – <laughs> Oh, gosh. So uh, idea number three, Lee, how do we keep this marriage together? So here's what's really important. This is very, very powerful in my opinion. is understanding that love is not just a feeling. It's a choice and a verb. Okay. So many people say, well, I'm just, I, I still love them, but I'm not in love with them. Okay. But I've met someone else and I just love them. Well, that's, that, that feeling you're getting is simply a biochemical response. And, and what you have to understand is that love is a choice. It's a verb. It's, you know, doing those things, taking the time to study your spouse, taking the time to create family goals, taking the time to write love notes, taking the time to understand, wait, wait a minute, why didn't you hear what I thought I was saying and how can I say it differently? So that's, you know, expressing love it is an action item. It's not just a feeling. And it can make such a difference when you change your perception of what that love is. Because I have had so many people just, I've had repeat customers. 
Okay. Yeah. So they thought that love was a feeling, and they met someone, they get a divorce, they get remarried, and then next thing you know, that person, uh, same thing happens, and they just keep going from marriage to marriage to marriage, not understanding that there's love is takes work, it takes action, and once you put that effort in, the relationship goes to the next level. And I do want to just give this one this stat here because I think here's what's so important. So. They followed, uh, there's several studies out there. One is in the book, uh, one of the studies is referenced in the book, uh, The Good News About Marriage by Shanti Feldhahn. And there's been a couple, um, there's been a few studies since then that corroborated the study that was in that book. But they followed a group of couples, and I can't remember if it was several hundred or a thousand, I apologize for not remembering the, the size of the group, but they followed this group where the couples reported that they were in an unhappy marriage and some were on the verge of divorce. But they both committed to their marriage to work on it. And then they followed up with them over the course of five years. And at the end of five years, 95% of them reported not just being still married, but being in a happy marriage. So it took five years, but, but when they got to the end of that point, 95% of them were in a just, they all, I think all of them reported, like, I can't imagine if I'd given up where my life would be. Lee, I've often said to people that marriage can be difficult and sometimes it comes down to am I happier with this person than I would be without this person it's a 51 49 percent equation sometimes mm -hmm. and maybe maybe it's it, it, against the favor of the marriage at other times but uh, essentially you are facing life with or without the person and I, I'm blessed to have someone that I I want to be with most of the time I hope she wants to be with me um, Lee how do people find you and talk to you, especially if they want to save their marriage? Well, you can always go to our website, AtlantaDivorceTeam.com, and you'll find my profile on there with my email address. Uh, you can call our office at 678-879-9000, and we do free phone consultations. So I've had people call in, and they said, well, I'm not sure if I want a divorce, and I've actually given them tips so that they, and they, uh, so they could go back and work on their marriage, and a lot of them never call me again. Wow. Occasionally, I have time to follow up with them, and they say, "Hey, look, thank you. It worked. I, I, I I'm so glad that um, you gave me these tips, and uh, you know, they saved their marriage." Awesome, Lee Merriweather. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Hey, folks. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have you checked out our consumer investigations on the Trustell Facebook page? If not, please be sure to check them out. You can also follow me on Twitter. And, of course, share this podcast with your friends uh, because you want to save marriages, too. And join us next time right here for another episode of Trustdale Investigates. Finding solutions to your unsolvable problems. This has been Dale Cardwell Investigates. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. Don't get stuck on the side of the road because you think regular maintenance is inconvenient or too expensive. You can trust Haviland Express Lube to keep your car running with their fast, honest, and competitively priced oil changes. Pull into any of the Haviland Express Lube's metro locations. For most cars, it's just $19.99 plus tax and nominal shop fees. That's Haviland Express Lube.